What up? This is Native Threat from that KF click. You are now tuned in to Step Off Radio, that underground hip-hop fool. You know what it is. Welcome to another episode of Step Off Radio, the official podcast of Step Off Magazine. Happy New Year, Internets. If you're listening to this episode on its release date, then you're listening to our first episode of 2022. You know, 2021 was still kind of a funny year for everybody, guys. Things sort of reopened in 2021, kind of. You know, most schools reopened in the fall, but many people are still working remotely from home or haven't quite gone back to work yet. The COVID variants with Delta over the summer and Omicron this winter you know, really seem to derail much of the plans I think we collectively anticipate on having with things returning to quote-unquote normal, whatever that really means. Like I've said before, this pandemic has affected all of us in many various ways, but perhaps no group or profession has been as adversely affected as musical performers, particularly independent and up-and-coming artists. In today's digital age, many artists make a lot of that income that they do get from music from performing and selling merchandise at gigs. And, you know, needless to say, most of that just simply didn't return in 2021. And it remains to be seen how long that will extend onward into 2022 and beyond. With that said, we got a wonderful show lined up for y'all. Our guest today on Step Off Radio needs no introduction. He's made multiple appearances here on the podcast before. He's an activist. He's a boxing enthusiast. He's one half of the duo Cosmic Force. Of course, it's my brother, the one and only Native Threat. Threat came on the show to talk one-on-one about his early days getting to the rap game, linking up with Jag to form Cosmic Force, the advantages and challenges of being part of a group, and to talk about his latest mixtape, Love Sharpened Arrows. We had a lot of fun recording this episode. It's always a pleasure to catch up with my brother. So I hope you all enjoy our episode with the one and only Native Threat. Our guest today on the show is a return. He is one half of Cosmic Force, and he has a brand new mixtape out, Love Sharpened Arrows. You know, for our listeners out there that may not be familiar with your work, please introduce yourself and let our listeners know who is Native Threat. Uh, so, so my name is Native Threat, a uh, rap duo called Cosmic Force, alongside my brother Jag Ariola and... Um, you know, for the most part, I'm an I'm a MC. I wouldn't consider myself that, you know what I'm saying? But uh, my music is a remnant of that, so uh, it is what it is. But yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt we hear most, most definitely. Thank you again, brother, for taking the time to come back on the show, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. What kind of music did you listen growing up? And what got played in your household on a regular basis, man? You know, what was it? What were the sounds that were being played in the home? And what, you know, 
early foundation of your musical taste? Um, so I want to say I was introduced to hip hop. Um, I think like like a lot of kids, um, it's like through the radio, right? So I like the mainstream stuff. But I want to say the, the first time that I really got introduced to hip hop, like like hip hop, you know what I mean? I I want to say um, I was about about ten years old and uh, uh, graffiti, and um, he would always he would come once in a while to the crib to visit and. Um, he would always come with his black books. Mm-hmm. His black books filled with just dope pieces, beautiful, colorful pieces, and just, just dope army. And so kind of opened me up to that graffiti, you know, which is an element of hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? And then also he would always uh, teach me pop-locking. You know, he was, he was pop-locking at the time. So he would always try to teach me. I never really got it, <laughs> you know, but it really opened me up. And I was like, well, as a kid, you know, I was just like, whoa, like, this is dope. You know what I mean? Um, you know, because it's one thing to hear it on the radio, and especially at that time, it was already heavily, you know, commercialized. It was like the early 2000s, so it was already heavily commercialized, so it's kind of hard to distinguish what's like, what's true and just what is just marketing and and just, you know, just another product. You know what I mean? So uh, he kind of opened me up to, to those aspects of hip-hop and what hip-hop, you know, was. And also, uh, I want to say my other older cousin, my cousin uh, Hardhead, he was also, you know, into graffiti and all that, but he was more into like the music. So he was into like Cypress Hill, you know what I'm saying? Exhibit, and um, he would every time he would cop an album, he would hit me up. And he was a couple years older than me, but he would hit me up and be like, "Yo, check this out!" And he would always want to get my opinion on it, and just like he really opened uh, my ears up to, uh, you know, uh, hip hop that was. Uh, even though I, I want to say. The people that I just named, the artists, they were, I guess, mainstream at the time somewhat, but it kind of just opened me up to more of their music and depth, which is like, you know, more lyrical and, you know, they had messages, what they were talking about behind their music. So um, I want to say my older cousins are the ones that really introduced me to hip hop, you know, graffiti, you know, b-boying and all that. And when it comes to my household growing up, the sounds that were being played, um, you know, my mom, she's from Mexico, so a lot of, like, Mexican-Spanish music, um, cumbias, rancheras, <clears throat> um, romanticas, you know, those type of genres. So a lot of, you know, Mexican-Spanish music. And then uh, my dad, you know, he's from Mexico, but he grew up Chicano, so you already know all the oldies, Al Green, Heat Wave, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the... The, the oldies that people love, you know what I mean? Like, he was he, he was bumping that. So that's what I I grew up with, you know what I mean? I got a little bit of, uh, you know, Mexican, Spanish music and also just, you know, a lot of, like, the soul and, you know, the oldies that we love. You know? Yeah, no doubt, man. You know, it's kind of like that trifecta. So you got the traditional Spanish-Mexicano music, you got the oldies, the old, old OG stuff, and then you got the hip-hop yeah. influence from your cousins, you know? You know, yeah, that's yeah. dope, man. You know, so you're growing up, it's the early 2000s. What is this, 2000, 2001, around this time frame, more or less? I want to say, so yeah, so at the time that I really got introduced to hip-hop, I was 10 years old, so I think it was like 2000, 2001. Okay. Okay, so let's fast forward a couple years from from then. You know, how exactly do you get into actually making music? You know, you've been emceeing and making music in the Empire scene for the past couple of years right now. You know, 
take us down memory lane. You know, what inspired you to go from this passive position of being a fan and a, uh, a hip hop head and actually go into pursuing and actually making music and becoming a participant in the culture? I want to say it started uh, when I hit high school. When I hit high school, freshman year, I actually met one of my homeboys who was also uh, you know, emceeing for rapping, my homeboy True Blue. I met him when I was a freshman, and uh, you know he heard that I rhyme, so right away you know he befriended me and heard me rhyme, and uh, you know he thought I was dope. And uh, the thing is though, what I lacked is um, to put myself out there. I was very shy, you know, very shy and timid, just to myself, you know what I'm saying. So he would always uh, be pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, you know, what's true and just what is just marketing and and just you know just another product, you know what I mean? So. Uh, he kind of opened me up to, to those aspects of hip hop and what hip hop, you know, was. And also, uh, I want to say my other older cousin, um, my cousin, a uh, hardhead, he was also, you know, into graffiti and all that, but he was more into like the music. So he was into like Cypress Hill, you know what I'm saying? Exhibit. And, and, um, he would, every time he would cop an album, he would hit me up. But he was a couple years older than me, but he would hit me up. And he'd be like, yo, check this out. And he would always want to get my opinion on it. And just like, he really opened my opened, uh, my ears up to, uh, you know, uh, hip hop that was, uh, even though I want to say the people that I just named, the artists, they were, I guess, mainstream at the time somewhat. But he kind of just opened me up to more of their music and depth, which was like, you know, more lyrical. And, you know, they had messages, you know, what they were talking about behind their music. So um, I want to say, my older cousins are the ones that really introduced me to hip hop, you know, graffiti, you know, b-boying, and all that. And when it comes to my household growing up, the sounds that were being played, um, you know, my mom, she's from Mexico, so a lot of like Mexican Spanish music, um, cumbias, rancheras, <clears throat> um, romanticas, you know, those type of genres. So a lot of, you know, Mexican Spanish music. Um, and then, uh, my dad, you know, he's from Mexico, but he grew up Chicano, so you already know all the ODs, Al Green, Heat Wave, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you know, the, the, the ODs that people love, you know what I mean? Like, he was he, he was bumping that, so that's what I I grew up with, you know what I mean? I got a little bit of, uh, you know, Mexican, Spanish music, and also just, you know, a lot of, like, the soul and, you know, the ODs that we love, you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt, man, you know, it's kind of like that trifecta, so you got the traditional Spanish Mexicano music, you got the oldies, the old OG stuff, and then you got the hip hop influence from your cousins, you know. You know, that's dope, man. You know, so you're growing up, it's the early 2000s. What is this, 2000, 2001, around this time frame, more or less? I want to say, so yeah, so at the time that I really got introduced to hip hop, I was 10 years, so 10 years old, so I think it was like 2000, 2001. Okay, so let let's fast forward a couple of years from from then. You know, how exactly do you get into actually making music? You know, you've been emceeing and making music in the Empire scene for the past couple of years right now. Take us down memory lane. You know, what inspired you to go from this passive position of being a fan and a uh, a hip hop head and actually go into pursuing and actually making music and becoming a participant in the culture? I want to say it started uh, when I hit high school, freshman year. 
I actually met one of my homeboys who was also, uh, you know, MC rapping. My homeboy True Blue. I met him and I was a freshman, and uh, you know, he heard that I rhyme, so right away, you know, he befriended me and heard me rhyme, and uh, you know, he thought I was dope. And uh, the thing is, though, what I lacked is um, to put myself out there. I was very shy, you know, very shy and timid, just to myself. You know what I'm saying? So he would always uh, be pushing me. Pushing me, pushing me, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like, kind of like, uh, like an eight mile, you know, you got a Fighter's character always pushing, pushing, uh, you know, be rabbiting, you know, kind of <laughs> like that, you know, that, that type of situation. Yo, did you sign me up to battle tomorrow night at the fucking shelter? What? <laughs> you heard me, don't play fucking stupid with me, man. Did you sign me up? Timmy, you know Papa Doc won last week, so he'll be defending his title. You gotta try to take that shit from him, man. You win battles. He kind of he was he would always push me you know ciphers and I think finally I think it was 2005 uh, he actually he invited me out to a studio session with him and um, and his older uh, his older brothers that rhymed too you know so we went yeah man it was just more like of a you know some mixtape stuff and just us all rhyming on a beat you know what I mean um, so that's where the recording started. And, uh, and then, yeah, from there, I kind of just always, it was always kind of something consistent. And um, I want to say from there, it evolved into, um, into like, battle raps. So uh, in the Inland Empire at the time, shout out to Noah James. And uh, he had a, he had a, or, I guess, I don't know what to call it. I guess he just had, like, a, a platform called uh, Building Blocks. And uh, they would uh, organize uh, events, battle rap events. And then these events, you know, of course, they had the, the battle raps, but they also had, um, you know, b-boy battles and uh, the DJ battles, beat battles. They just had it all. You know, it was it was it was a beautiful thing. And uh, so I was uh, fortunate to to experience hip hop in its full body, man. And and um, so and, and being involved with that, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't the greatest battle rapper, but I really appreciated it because it really gave me a, a sense of what the culture was about, and um, and also too, you know, stage presence when you're up there because. This was before, like, the, the pre-written battles that are going on now. It was just, you know, microphone, the beat, you know what I'm saying, and, and freestyle at the top, and, you know, you're on stage, you know what I'm saying? So it really taught me, you know, stage presence and kind of um, to get over that, that uh, I guess, um, at the time, the fear that I had to perform, you know what I'm saying? And it's even, I think it's even more of pressure when you have, you're doing this shit all up off the top of the head. I mean, you're not performing a song. You're freestyling, and not only you're freestyling, you have to insult this other person. You know, they're over here insulting you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, uh, no doubt, man. It, it's definitely a different ballgame when, you, when you're when you just freestyling off the dome and you got somebody <laughs> coming at you. You gotta you have to be on your toes and be attuned and observe your opponent so you can include things yeah. in your in your rhymes and everything. Yeah, man, you know, like, it's 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 really something beautiful, this hip-hop thing, you know, you're in the scene and you're just immersed, you know, DJ battles, b-boying, rap battles as well. At this point, had you already taken on the moniker Bomb Threat at this point, or did, were you going by a different MC name? I was going by a different MC name. I was going by a different MC name. It was a, a very typical one, and then uh, shout-out to the homie Complex, but uh, I was actually, I was under... Like the same name, Complex as well. Complex, <laughs> no doubt, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Complex and Ina from Indigenous yeah, Cats. Hey. Yeah, man. Shout out to Indigenous Cats. Shout out to Complex. We actually um, we got some heat with with the brother. We got some tracks with him, and we got we got a 
you know, some surprises with him, man. Shout out to Conflict. So. Dope, man. Definitely. Definitely friends of the show. Yeah, man. So, like, so you're in the scene. You're, um, you're kind of making your moves, you know, in this battle rap scene. And you do the and you do this for a couple years actually, as I'm sure most of our listeners are aware. You are one half of the rap duo Cosmic Force with Jaguar. Now, uh, now you and Jag do have prior history prior to the music. Now, you know, take us down memory lane again. How did you and Jag first meet, and what was the catalyst that led you guys to begin actually, you know, making this socially conscious music, and Ultimately, forming Cosmic Force, you know, not just as like a one-off thing, but an actual duo. Um, so, I met Jag through my uh, through my brother, through my younger brother. We went to school together. I would hear about Jag, but I never met him. And so one time, there was there was <laughs> there was a house party uh, in my neighborhood on my block. It was my and it was my homegirl's house party, you know, that she that, that she threw. And so, at the time, you know, I was on some, uh, on some knucklehead, territorial, you know, type of shit. And so, you know, the party's over, and everybody's just kicking it outside of the party. And uh, so, you know, me, being who I am at the time, I was like, yo, I'm going to roll up there and, like, start pressing food and see what my hook is from. And, we'll, you know, just... and so I go, and, you know, I'm sizing everybody up, you know, and, um, you know, everybody's just like not trying to look at me or like, you know what I'm saying, trying to ignore me. And the only the only fool out of the whole group that was actually like me looking back and it was uh it was Jag, you know, it was Jag. And so I'm like, all right, cool, I'm gonna hit this fool up. And I heard about Jag. I heard that he would always go to parties, house parties with uh with his uh, with rings on every finger. He had big old chunky rings on every finger. But you know, I knew why, you know. Down to throw down, you know, he was, he was nice with his hands. So I see that, and I'm like, Yo, is that that dude? I'm like, I don't know, you know, because I heard of him through my brother, so but I didn't, I wasn't sure, but I didn't care, you know, so I'm like, hit this up. But before the time even came for me to even, you know, press on, you know, press that food and hit him up, uh, some of the homies rolled up, and they were neutral homies, they knew both of us, and uh, and then, yeah, as soon as the homies rolled up, they, they introduced us, they introduced us, and then, uh, that I couldn't have with my other homies. They just weren't aware. You know, they were just on some other type of stuff. Even though I was, you know, also ignorant in, in some ways, but I was always, I want to say, I always was aware of things and just conscious of things. And so with Jag, it kind of, when you hit it off, you know, like we would have some really dope conversations and just from there, like we would always want to just like link up and just, you know, because it's just rare sometimes to find people that are on that same you know, uh, frequency as you, you know, in the hood sometimes, you know what I mean? We had a friendship, so we had a friendship bef before Cosmic Force, we had a friendship for like, man, for years, for a while, actually, you know what I mean? Really cool friends, and then um, Cosmic Force formed, it formed later on, I want to say like, like 2016, um, so like for a while, I stopped doing the music, I stopped, you know, just life happened, and 
I had no interest in it. You know what I'm saying? I did release uh, two prior mixtapes, but they're very inconsistent. It was like big time gaps in between, and I wasn't really rhyming about nothing. You know what I mean? Honestly, it was just mostly just like smoking weed and just like nothing, nothing, you know, nothing that I that I really put my passion to. It was just something to do. Um, so in between that time, I had a break, but then 2016 came along, and, and uh, my father passed away. He passed away. Um, he was battling cancer for like seven years, and you know, you know, he finally had his, his final round. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he passed away. But before he passed away, um, you know, he would always tell me like, "Yo, what's up with the music? What's up with the music?" And it was crazy because my dad was like, <laughs> he was like, like a born again Christian. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was always kind of. It was trippy, you know, <laughs> that he supported me in that way. But, you know, he would always tell me, like, yo, what's up with the music? Do the music. Do it, do it you know? He would always push me because he knew I, I stopped. And but at the same time, right before he passed, uh, Jag, Jag was hitting me up. He wanted to collab. He's like, yo, let's do songs together. Like I said, at the time, my mind was just like, I wasn't really into the music. So finally, when my dad did pass away, in my healing process of grieving, you know, Jag hit me up again, you know, and was like, what's up? Like, what's going on? And so finally I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to take my dad's advice that he gave me when I, and I'm like, let me just try this, you know, let me just do this one track with the homie, you know, and, uh, which was, uh, Ready for War. Illuminated. Third eye, irritated, fuck the image they portray Hijack symbols from greater civilizations on a mission Waking masses, no rapping, jackasses Showing their asses, blabbing rhetoric Bad bitches and cash is embarrassing Forgive them, they know not what they do Sipping on Kool-Aid, government agents get slayed Playing provocateur, reciting a civil war Prepping for martial law, false flags outside your door Fuck that, guerrilla AR preciseness Juggler get tore out the frame Exquisite cuisine, not plain Chef bomb threat, general set, Jaguar we rep, providing apocalyptic commentary, prepare for war, never scary, separations for the weak, unity is what we carry, we indigenous, turtle islands in the land, banging on the setup, yeah, we fed up, learn, grow, we'll get wet up, survival tactics, minus electronics, living in the last days, paradigm shift, cannabis, ready for war is the first, first song we ever made, and, um, and then from there it was just awe, man, it was, you know, it was just on. It, I felt good. I was like, yo, this is dope. And, and because the the content of it, you know, was, you know, it was what I wanted. Because back in the day, the type of music I was making was like, you know, like gangsters type stuff. And, and the thing that wasn't me, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't me. That wasn't honestly who I was, you know. Um, so this this stuff I was super proud of, you know what I mean? Because it was like, you know, we were just talking about the issues that were important to us. And, um. And yeah, we did. We made it ready for war, and from there, it was just like a snowball effect. Next thing you know, you know, Jack's talking about like, "Yo, I think we should just be a duo," you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yo, I was kind of, I was kind of thinking the same, you know what I mean? And then yeah, finally we had a, we went to get some food together one day, and kind of just sat down and was like, "What's up? What we want to do with this?" And that's when we came up with the name, Cosmic Forest. And then uh, from then on, it was just on, bro. And uh, and yeah, you know, it was just really, uh, it really uh, healed me, you know what I mean, and continue, and, and it's continuing to still, like, still, like, heal me in that way, and give me purpose, and, like, and even more so with the content that we put out, you know, um, I feel, uh, you know, it's things that I feel people need to hear, you know what I'm saying, whether, you know, 
and um, I feel it's just important. And, uh, and like I said, it's our art, you know. It's our art that we do, and we do it from the heart, and uh, uh, we do it with passion. We do it in a good way, and um, yeah, man. And so that's how, that's how that kind of formulated. Most definitely, man. Like the, in a good way is the best way to put it. You guys definitely lay everything, your heart and your soul, into every record that you guys have, you know, put out over the past five years that you guys have been making music together. You know, and it's really a special thing. You know, thank you for that music, brother. You know. And uh, yeah, man, you know, so for the, for the past several years, you know, you and Jack have collectively been making music as a duo. And both of you guys have, you know, have been working on your own music, you know, releasing individual singles here and there throughout that time, yeah. too. Now, like you were saying um, earlier, you said you were rapping prior to the formation of Cosmic Force, you even had your own mixtape, which was reporting from Cloud9 and another one that you also mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Now, that dropped in 2012, you know, so that's, 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 that's approaching the 10-year mark on that one yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. you know long before long before the formation of cosmic force what was the catalyst that ultimately drove you to begin work on another official solo project after all of these years of being part of cosmic force and working as a duo with jag you know what was kind of that um precipice that made you want to go off and do another solo project i think what it was it just kind of uh you know because like I, you know most people know me from cosmic force and so you know, and like I said, my past projects didn't really reflect me. You know, and like I said, and you know, you might, maybe they did reflect me, but I was just not in a good state, and I, the, you know, the content was is not something that I was proud of, and uh, so I just kind of, what kind of led me to, you know, to, to make solo music again to, to drop this mixtape was um, kind of like a reintroduction, you know, of who I am, and then also to, you know, let people know, uh, you know, stories and just things in my background, because I would always get people telling me, like, yo, we want to know about you, like, we want to know your story, so to me, the way that I can express that the best is through music, I can't really do it through the internet and social media too much, but I, I could, I know I can express myself the way I want to, uh, musically, so I was like, and I don't know, I just felt that it was time, and then I seen Jag doing his thing with his solo stuff, and that, so honestly, that also too, kind of like, yo, like, and you know, Jag too, Jag was, has always been super supportive, in that way, you know what I mean? So I was just like, man, let me do this, you know, let me do this just to, um, you know, as a reintroduction of who I am. And then um, also, you know, used to kind of just drop little stories here and there so I could plant seeds. So people, so therefore when I come back to these songs, when I'm starting making whole songs about certain topics and certain stories, people will at least have some type of, they'll be some somewhat familiar yeah. to these things. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, you guys as Cosmic Force, you have four projects under your belt. You know, how does Love Sharpened Arrows differ from a regular Cosmic Force album? You know, what material and concepts can fans expect to hear on this new solo project that makes it stand apart from the group efforts and your own previous solo work as well? I want to say, uh, just first and foremost, it's just it's more it's personal. You know, it's, and it, of course, it's just me, um, and also. The, the content of the songs is they're 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 all different you know what I'm saying I got a couple that kind of on the same but for the most part they're all different you know I got a love song I got a storytelling song you know what I'm saying I got different type of songs and I just wanted to give people different looks of myself and that's why I, I labeled that's why I released it as a mix as a mixtape uh, and not like an album or an EP because there's no there's no uh, there's no theme, really. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, there's no real theme. 
So I just want to get people different looks. And also just to see what people react to and what people like, too, you know what I'm saying? And and I, I don't know, just and it's just as a solo artist, I just wanted to do things that I haven't done, you know what I'm saying, as a solo artist. Um, so um, I want to say that's how it differs, you know what I mean? Um, even though I, I, you know, I still always, I always carry that, that cosmic force energy, you know what I'm saying, that political, you know, conscious, radical type feel, you know, so that's always going to be there, you know what I mean? Because even in my storytelling joints, I, when my... When my with my track with the homegirl, um, Itzkali, uh, Mari, you know, even in that joint, like, I'm still, even though this is storytelling, you should understand, it's also, you know, very radical and very, yes, uh, you know, anti-state, anti, uh, you know, and, and government as, you know, as our cosmic force things, cosmic force uh, projects have been, you know what I mean? So, um, but I'll say that's how, to be, how, how this is different. Yeah. It's different looks and just more personal, yes. Yeah, most definitely, man. I, I love how you mentioned uh, Itzakali. Um, you know, Love Sharp and Arrows is notable for having, you don't have any features on this project with the exception of her. And of course, for listeners out there that don't know Itzakali, she's from, uh, formerly from the Lakesiders. And your friendship with her actually goes, you know, way back. How did that collaboration ultimately come about and make it onto this album? So, yeah, like, you know, we go way back. I, I met Itzakali. Uh, 2008, no, 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 2008, uh, 2018, I met in 2018, but prior to that, uh, Jag already had, like, Jag was already super cool with her, so telling me about her, and uh, I met her, I think, like, the Mexica New Year, 2018, in Boyle Heights, and um, and uh, it was dope, dude, just like, we were just talking nothing but music, you know, I mean, it was all music, it was all love, and so, kind of, we just always had that that connection, friendship, and then the, the song actually came about, so for a while, I've been trying to get, get Itzkali on a track, I was originally trying to get her on a track on uh, uh, Ceremony on Concrete, the Cosmic Force uh, project that we dropped back in, uh, I think it was 2019, mm -hmm. but it didn't end up happening, you know what I mean, you know, it didn't end up happening, and so uh, I always wanted, I always wanted to do something with her. And then, um, actually, a friend of mine that also has a, had a has a close relationship to Scotty kind of threw it out there, like, "Yo, y'all should make a song," you know. And she was super open to it, you know. She was super open to it, and she said, "Yeah." And from there on, I was like, "All right, cool." Kind of kicked, kicked her the concept. I showed her some beats, see what she was feeling, and um, and then yeah, she heard, you know, showed her the beats. She chose the one that she liked, and. Um, kind of shot of the concept, kind of give her a story behind uh, the song that I had in mind, you know, and she was down. She was super down with it. And um, that's how that happened. Yeah, that, that, that's how it happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. For people that may not have, have listened to the album, what, what's the concept of that song? Give them a little bit of a background on there. Uh, so the background of the song is uh, pretty much talking about, you know, migration patterns, you know what I mean? The border and, yes, um, it's a story about, uh, you know, people crossing the border, you know what I mean? And, and this, this story, this character that I'm talking about, you know, they're just talking about what, they, what they're seeing as an outsider looking at, at um, you know, migrants that are coming over the border. Because, you know, because even once they come over the border, they still got to go through, through checkpoints in some of these border towns, you know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, it, it talks about that. So it talks about the migration patterns of our, of our gente down south. Um, and then also just, you know, just the, the, 
and just atrocities, you know, by the, you know, by the murder patrol, aka border patrol, and just, um, and then also too, just it kind of goes into like, you know, I talk about the banana wars, how you know America started getting into that, and started, and, you know, kind of just started laying the foundations for the corporations, and uh, and yeah, just exploiting our people down south, you know, exploiting exploiting the resources, and kind of just yeah, just connecting that the migration pattern, and also to like kind of connected to. Uh, Kind of to like the the monarch, the monarch butterfly, you know mm. what I mean, and how they uh, they fly, they fly over these borders. The borders don't exist to them, just like these borders don't exist to us and our people. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and uh, yeah, so that's basically what's it what, what's it about? And, um, and yeah, man, you know, I it, it's a really beautiful, it's a beautiful track. It's really heartfelt. You know, Iskali did her thing with her with her vocals. It's it's really beautiful and it's heartfelt and. Uh, and yeah, man, I'm really, I'm really proud of that song. No doubt, man. It's a very powerful joint. It's a, uh, it's an evergreen joint, as I call it. Unfortunately, it's one of those things I feel like is always timely, especially now, given the, uh, yeah. especially now, yeah. given what's going down at the border, with the uh, crisis with the Haitian migrants as well. It's, it's something. Yeah, yeah, and then, then see, yeah, that's another thing too. You know, I didn't, I didn't mention, but yeah, yes, coming back around full circle now, what's going on now? That's a really, you know, it was always. It was always, and you know, yeah, it was always a thing because you know, I, my, me myself, I got family that went through all of that. You know, what I'm saying took them, and even the people that want to talk about, oh, well, come here legally, bro. You know how long it takes to come here legally? You know how much money it takes? Yeah. Took, like, took my mother about like almost like 15 years to finally become a citizen. You know what I'm saying? And, and money, you know, it, you know, she was fortunate to have my father to support her and, and all that. You know what I mean? But it, it took a long time. It took, you know what I mean? So. It, People want to throw that argument out there. It's like, bro, you must not really know what the process is. And especially when it comes to people from down south, you know, our relatives from Haiti, how they're treating them. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because I guarantee you, that's probably not the process for people coming from Canada. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, man, that was, a, that was, you know, that was another, uh, another, uh, thing that you know kind of pushed me to make this track you know just because of what's going on now like i need to i need to do this you know? yeah most definitely man it's a very it's a very timely and important track man so thank you for thank you for putting that on the record too you know i feel like it's um it's something that's always timely to our people and the given moment that we live in as well bringing it back to um to the bigger picture of love sharpened arrows how did you go about selecting the production for this project? I know you said that there wasn't really necessarily an overlying theme or concept for this particular project, but normally in the past, you sit down with Jag and go through beats together on a Cosmic Force record. You know, what was the process this time around for Love Sharp and Arrows, especially given that you were you were out of state, you know, and a lot you were corresponding with a lot of producers just via email? Yeah, so... Um you know, yeah, the process to, to selecting the beats, it was just, it was actually, actually, I was already sitting with all the, a lot of, the, yeah, the majority of the production that that's on the project, I was already sitting on, on these beats. A lot of them I actually got when I was, you know, hearing, uh, hearing Kelly, and then I got, like, maybe, like, two when I was, you know, in Colorado at the time. Um, so I was already sitting on these beats, and I already had concepts in my mind of what I wanted to make these songs about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and like I said, there wasn't a theme to it, so I wasn't really focused, like, oh, it's in a flow. Of course, I wanted some type of cohesiveness, but that wasn't, like, my main, my main objective with the project. 
and uh and yeah man it was and honestly it was kind of just random you know just whatever i was feeling you know it was just whatever i was feeling at the time and what i wanted to rap about and just the content of what i wanted to make the songs about so was this almost like a beats that collected dust kind of situation where had you been sitting on some of these for a while or were like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so some of these some of these beats i, I was sitting on for, for a minute you know but i always had the idea that there were going to be solo joints you know because i would get my i would get the beats right you know i would, I would have producers reach out and send me beats so i would use you know some of the beats i would sh i would shoot them to jag you know for cosmic force stuff and sometimes he wouldn't be feeling them or sometimes i i, I would think I, I don't think this, is, this would be a fit and i'll just put them to the side and yeah it was kind of just one of those things that was, they're just kind of collecting dust you know on the hard drive and then uh but initially when i heard these songs i'm like yo i could do something with this you know maybe i could do some solo stuff with this so mm -hmm. i'll put it to the side and kind of yeah it's like little by little you know um started you know just collecting all these beats and i'm like i need to do something with this you know what i mean i need to <laughs> put this to work and um and yeah so that's that's how it kind of yeah, worked out no doubt man now this album as you've said before is is peppered with details of your own life here and there you know, what drove you to include more personal details on this album than you would say on a cosmic force album in the past um just the fact that it was just me you know because uh, i feel with cosmic force is uh it's uh, uh you know it's a duo it's, it's both those. so i don't want to take up too much space in that and that aspect of um, you know, personal, personal life uh, situations. Even though you know, I want to say you know, our last, our last track, uh, our last track, our last album, Cosmic Wars, you know, kind of opened up a little more. But uh, but you know, I I respect the fact though it's a duo. You know, I don't want to take up too much space in that aspect. So that's what kind of led me to just like yo, on this it's just all me. And I could uh, you know, I could you know vent a little bit and just talk about these things. And um, and like I said, I. People have been telling me, like, yo, we want to know what's up with you. Like, we want to know your story. And so I'm just like, ah, right, you know, this is the best way I can express it. And let um, me plant these seeds, you know, so people can get familiar. And I can work off this for future songs that I really want to get in depth and really, like, you know, focus on these things and focus on these stories. You know, you know seeing how you know, people were interested. No doubt, man. Yeah, I definitely love how you... Um... Uh, like you said, you and Jag both got a little bit more personal in the last Cosmic Forest album. And on this solo project, you definitely open up even more and give a little bit more personal details and a little bit more about your own life experiences, which is um, which is special, man. You know, it, it, it endears the listeners and it makes for a for a very intimate and personal listening experience. You know, so thank you for including that on this project. You know, with that said, you know, like this is... um. This album, def it's your own solo project, so it definitely stands apart from any of your previous stuff. You know, what was your favorite part about making this project? What was the favorite part about the process or the recording or any of the creative um, processes that you put in? You know, what was your what was your favorite aspect about working on this album? I want to say just like going back and thinking about these memories uh, that I had um, and kind of just touching up on it. And, um, yeah, man, just thinking about these moments in time in my life that, you know, brought me joy, brought me sadness, you know, and kind of really reflecting, you know, because, you know, that, and I feel like, yeah, that's what it was. It was just a lot of reflection in, in some of these joints. And then also, too, just having fun, too, you know, um, I got a track, uh, War Club, like that. I'm just, like, going in, you know, I'm just, it's just bars, and that was just really fun. Um, I had, like, a lot of fun in that, you know, because this is me, Dolo, and I'm just, Talking my shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> so there's like, like that, and um, 
yeah, so I just want to say this reflection overall and then just, you know, just putting something out there, you know, that, that people could vibe to and, you know, I hope people like it. Most definitely, man. You know, and conversely, what was the most difficult part or something unexpected that you had to deal with while making this mixtape that you didn't anticipate initially going in? Um, I want to say, uh, kind of, uh, I want to say just the, the, the songwriting process because I'm so used to making song, making music with Jag where, you know, when I'm lacking, like he's on, like he's on me and, and, and in a good way, you know, like he'll just shoot me all this vert and he'll have this whole thing recorded like, yo, like what's up? And I'm like, oh man, I have to do, you know, I got to get it done, you know? <laughs> So I say that was kind of the one of the obstacles that I had in making this because I it's by myself like I can take as long as I want but it's like you know that's not good either you know what I mean so I want to say that wasn't the challenge of doing that and just like really focusing on myself and uh, which was like which I wasn't used to you know because like I said I haven't made it a solo project in, in a while you know what I mean so I, I think that was probably one of the obstacles I had because I didn't have Jack there to push me anymore. Yeah, most definitely. Would you say that individually, are you a perfectionist when it comes to your music? Do you like to go back and over and over or kind of sit on a concept for a while? Yeah, so, and that's another thing too, and Jack knows this about me. Yeah, man, I'm just like, I'll sit on a concept and then, you know, and then then on top of that, then the whole perfectionist thing, and it's like, yo, no, it's not good. And I'll be like, oh, the whole verse would be clean, but just one little speck, and I'm like, oh, no, I need to do that. I need to do the whole thing over again, you know what I'm saying? I need to do that, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of that going on, too, you know what I mean? A lot of uh, correction, and kind of sometimes it was kind of just, you know, and sometimes I kind of do it to myself, and it's just sometimes just overkill, you know what I'm saying? That's what I like. You know, that's another thing, too, man. I, for sure, for the next one, I'm definitely going to um, have some ears on it, because sometimes I feel, uh, you know, I could overdo it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I one thing I do um, love about Cosmic Force is your guys' dynamic. I always kind of compare it to something like akin to like Gangstar or EPMD or even like a tribe called Quest. You know, you guys, you guys both bring balance with what you bring to the table, you know, and it sounds like the creative process as well. You guys bounce a lot of ideas and help each other out as well, you know, so that's... That's really cool, man, brother. You know, so thank you for sharing um, that process with us. You know, uh, just like your past albums, you know, there's a strong sense of Chicano identity and philosophy of decolonization as well in the music of this mixtape. And you also in this interview, you've said, you know, like this whole process of you making music has been a, a growing experience yeah. from beginning to the to present right now. Has the way you teach or approach decolonization changed over the past several years that you've been making music and how you talk with other artists in the broader artistic circles? Has that grown or progressed at all since embarking on this journey? Um, yeah, for sure. For sure it has. Uh, I want to say now, you know, um, I was, you know, I want to say earlier, I guess, in my in this, in this journey that I've been on, I've been, uh, you know, it's a trajectory. And so at first I want to say identity, you know, is one of the big things that we're on. And even, you know, with our music too, you know, but um, I want to say now I'm more, I'm not stuck there anymore. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's very important to know who you are and know your root and all that, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that's just something that is our being, you know, 
sometimes you really don't have to say it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's our being. So, but I feel not only do you, is it our being, but you know we got to practice these things, put them into practice, and um, and uh, and this 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 is shown in, in different ways. You know what I'm saying? In different ways, and I feel like uh, for myself, I've grown in a way where um, I'm uh, I'm actually I'm 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 taking action, and whether it's my relationships with my family, with my friends, with my community. You know, I'm actually living these words, you know, and try to be a better relative, try to have better communication, try to, uh, you know, have a, you know, show that reciprocity when, it, when, when you know, people show me it, you know what I mean, or, you know, give that back, you know what I mean, um, and whether, you know, mutual aid or literally just helping somebody out, you know what I'm saying, like, whatever it may be, you know, um, physically or even monetarily, whatever, however you could show up. You know, so I feel I'm more on um, kind of just um, just do it, just do it and, and be it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's where I'm at with it. And then when it comes to other artists, I haven't really, so I haven't spoken to artists in depth about this, but uh, but with people that I have, it's kind of just you know the same conversation. And then you know it's dope because a lot of the artists that I have spoken to, um, or the artists that I have spoken to, they're on the same page too. You know. It's about like your character in this uh, worldview, or just being, you know, being a being a, a native person, being you know, being a, a native Chicano. That's dope, man. You know, I'm glad that um, you know you've had these conversations with other artists, and that overall, yeah, you know, it's it's been a growing experience, and and um, it's it's all it's all been a progression. You know, with that said, you know, artists and performers, you know, like you, you and Jag are very outspoken with your music, both on the record and, um, and even off the record, probably Jag a little bit more so, <laughs> especially like on, on the social media tip. But, um, you know, artists and performers, they often get criticized by certain circles in society when they speak out on certain issues, which is to be expected when you make this kind of music. In the past, both you and Jack have voiced that you both tried to avoid the quote-unquote conscious rapper label. Is there a particular reason why you guys avoid this designation, even though your music regularly speaks out about injustice and brings public awareness to this? You know, is there is there a particular reason why you guys try to avoid that label? Um, I know for myself, uh, the reason I try to like not really call myself a conscious rapper uh, is um. Cause you know, to me, when someone says a conscious rapper, I'm over here thinking like Common with his beanie on, burning incense, <laughs> and like, things of that nature, you know, and, uh-huh. and and trying to be profoundly deep and all that. And um, I don't know, man. And I, when I think of myself, I don't think of myself in that way. When when I am speaking on these, you know, of, of you know, rapping on these topics that are considered conscious or, or whatnot, you know, I feel it's, um, I feel that. It's all connected, you know, all the consciousness and, 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 and the radicalness, you know, the political, the social, it's, it's all connected. So um, that's like one of the reasons why. I, and then just putting, you know, putting people in boxes too, you know, I feel like that's very also too kind of a colonial thing mm-hmm. is to, you know, have people in boxes. And I feel with music, man, like, you know, music is, is music, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I understand there's genres. And that sort, but at the end of the day, like I'm over here listening to some jazz and some blues, some reggae. I'm listening to a little bit of everything, you know what I mean? Because 
is all connected to me. It's all connected. It's all connecting with me. And so, and um, so to me, um, that's like the reason why I, I, I try to not really go with that. Uh, go with that title. I um, mean, I understand it. You know, I understand why people use it. You know, what I'm saying it's not like I take huge offense. And, mm-hmm. It's all good, you know. Um, but um, that's that's the reason why I don't really roll with it is because I feel people already have this box, especially in hip hop. You know, what a conscious rapper is. It's, you know, what I'm saying it's like, a, you know, it's a it's someone burning incense and, and being super deep, and <laughs> you know what I mean. And, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the so I mean, I feel like. Um, you know, I feel all these topics that we speak on that are going on socially, consciously, politically, in our communities, and all these things. I feel it's it's it's, it's bigger than just than just what a conscious rap raises. It's it's, it's it's our life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's our struggle. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's it's interesting how um, people can have different perceptions, even of like these labels too. Because when I think of, when I think of conscious rapper, the first thing that comes into my mind is like Public Enemy. You know, shout out the public enemy like a tattoo you got, you know, or a mortal technique. But I also yeah, yeah. do like how you say it's all part of the same struggle because, funny enough, when we had Complex and Ina of Indigenous Cats, I kind of made the comparison that you guys and them are kind of the, the flip side of each coin and that if, if their side of the coin was a tribe called Quest, then the Cosmic Force side of the coin would be like public enemy. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. kind of... That's kind of the comparison I made there. Um, but yeah, man, you know, yeah, like we're, um, it's all, it, it's all tied back together, you know, and it all comes full circle. But, um, but yeah, man, you know, thank you for sharing, you know, your thoughts on that label. And, and, and sometimes, you know, the, the downside to having labels in hip hop as well. And then I think, I think also just to add, also I feel in this day and age where um, this whole wokeness, how that's even been, um, uh, how that's also been, um, you know, been mark is being marketing marketed and being used for whatever the agendas are, you know, for these corporations or politicians. And um, I feel as, as as things have gone on, <clears throat> I feel a lot of things are getting very skewed, you know, when it comes to like the whole wokeness or consciousness, whatever, and like this new age healing thing that's going on. And, um, yeah, so I feel like it's very skewed. So that's why too, I kind of not, I try to kind of try to stay away from that. Um, you know, but you know, thank you for your, for your perspective, because to me, when I think of the public enemy, when I think of a motor technique, like to me, that's not a conscious. That's just fucking, that's radical. That's political. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even yeah. Though, even though they're, they're, even though their content is very, it's it's conscious, you know, it's very conscious, very aware, you know. But to me, the you know, it's like, nah, bro, like that ain't conscious. But I totally understand where you're coming from. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, and I feel this. Yeah, I guess it's just where people are cut. You know, everybody has their their perspectives on things. Yeah, you know, it's it it yeah, it's it's very cool. You know how you know these these labels are fluid. You know, they're malleable. You know, they're not concrete and like they're like. No one came up with them and like, it's like, well, you have to abide by this, and if you're not, then you're not this. You know, there's there's very yeah. there's very much overlap in in these labels, you know, so to say. But it's interesting. You touched on us. You you talk about you know how um, wokeness and you know the kind of modern era we're in in music. I wanted to ask your opinions on this actually. For a while, it seemed like there was 
almost a kind of return to some consciousness in music as far as mainstream was going. As you know, you had like your Kendrick Lamar's, your Jay Cole's. Um, you know, even you know, even artists kind of like uh, like like a uh, Macklemore, you know, were making stuff yeah. like this. In recent years, however, though, it kind of seems that wokeness and political activism, as far as hip hop artists goes, at least on a mainstream level, artists will do stuff outside of the record. They'll tweet something, they'll say something, but that is not necessarily reflected in the music that they make or the way that they compose and carry themselves in the public eye what is your take on that man you know is is this kind of commodification and um disnification i guess i would call it of activism and organizing as far as hip-hop goes does it does it harm the movement when artists with big names kind of lend their voice into these issues but don't necessarily walk the walk um, yeah, man, I, I feel like it, it hurts, you know, uh, it hurts, you know, but, you know, sometimes it helps just to amplify these, uh, these things that are going down. But, um, I think for the most part, it's been hurting because like you said, they'll talk it, but they're not walking it. And it's, and, and, and from the outside, it looks like it's a marketing scheme, you know what I'm saying? Or, or per, performative, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, cause you know, you see a lot of that going on now, and um, you know, artists like J. Cole and Kendrick. I don't think they necessarily do it on purpose. Um, but I also know this is that people are just in a, everybody's on a different trajectory. You know what I mean? Everybody's is growing. You know what I mean? And um, you know, shout out to the artists that actually just stay true and go with it and are growing with it. And and you know, but there's a lot of artists that are just using it just to you know just to amplify whatever they got going on. Boost their um, profile. Who's their profile? <laughs> yeah, you know, boost their profile, get the likes, get the retweets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, right? And, um, you know, so, um, yeah, it's hurting, but sometimes it, it amplifies it. it. It opens up conversation to people that wouldn't necessarily, like the kids that wouldn't necessarily listen to us or listen to any other type of, uh, you know, hip-hop that are talking about these topics. They'll listen to these guys and they're like, oh, whoa, I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully that is a catalyst for them to, 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 to you know, get into that and, and really do their research on that and uh, and, and be, act, be an active participant in that. Um, um, but, yeah, man, it's just kind of a, I think it's a slippery slope, you know, especially right now, you know, with the capitalism and just all that when it comes to artistry. Um, so, um yeah, man. So I think it's, it's it's both. You know, it could help, but it also could hurt. You know what I mean, and what I've seen is it's like it's a lot of performance stuff because you see them talking one thing and then they do it another, and it's just like, whoa, bro, like, do you not do you not grasp what's going on here? You know, <laughs> do you not understand that you're now being part of this problem? Yeah. You know. So. Um, yeah. It definitely <laughs> seems like it's a uh, it's a double edged sword, and especially when you got artists that are. Faking the funk, you know, and uh, you know they talk that talk, but they don't walk that walk in reality. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Okay. And, and I feel too, like that also, you know, like you said, it kind of hurts us because then it's like, oh, see, like 
this is not that important. Look what he's doing. He's over here selling this. He's over here on this commercial. You know what I mean? He's over, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So therefore, it starts to invalidate these really fucking important issues that are going on, these moments in, in, in our, in, you know, that are going on in our communities, you know, and, and, and colonized people's, oppressed people's communities. It, it's like, you know, it starts, it's, you know, and then I think that gives people that space that are opposed to these things. Like, oh, well, look, it's not even, you know, they're not really about it. Look, this was over here selling fucking beer and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Making a fucking beer commercial or some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, most definitely, man. Well, thank, thank you, brother. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. You know, it's something that I feel like is... Um, the waters kind of get muddied as the days go on, you know, between this. Yeah. And it's definitely something that definitely needs to be addressed. You know, but with that said, you know, um, for people who are actually about these struggles, you know, black Chicano and indigenous communities in many regards face very similar struggles. The locations that they live in and the ways that they may experience colonial violence may slightly differ. But the struggles at the end of the day are very much the same from state violence, whether it be police brutality or immigration and custom authorities wrecking havoc, or of course, you know, the silent but nonetheless harmful effects of gentrification, displacements from our neighborhoods and communities. Why do you think it's important to have solidarity solidarity between black, brown, and other um, suppressed communities in the struggle for self-determination here in the United States? Oh man, I think it's very important, you know, because like you said, I feel like our struggle is one and the same, but also too, you know, I also know that, you know, there's also a lot of, uh, you know, the dynamics of our communities, you know what I'm saying, you know, I think people need to do their, their homework on that and um, kind of understand each other, you know what I'm saying, understand each other and um, and also understand that, um, <clears throat> that, you know, these, uh, colonies you know these colonizers they love to pin us against each other you know and um and you know sometimes our relationships are not the best you know but i feel to a degree they have been designed that way you know i mean because of colonization you know what i'm saying whether it be like you know the anti-blackness within uh with the brown communities you know what i'm saying and even and even uh and within the black community too you know um and yes and then even anti you know migrant you know what I mean? And things, things of that nature. And, um, so I feel, uh, I feel, you know, they go hand in hand because I feel the only way that we are going to really make, really make a difference is together. You know what I'm saying? Um, I truly believe that. And, um, so I feel like we just have to work on this. It's like anything. We have to work on a relationship. You know, we have to work on this relationship and understand each other. And, um, and I understand our stories, understand, uh, where we're coming from. Know, and yes, continue to learn and, and to grow, to grow with each other, because this is all a, it's all a learning experience. There's, there's just, there, there's, you know, there's, there's things out there you can learn and all that, but and then they, it's just, it's an experience too. You have to go through it. So I feel, um, I feel it's very important for us to have solidarity, you know, because we in this together. And I feel like, <clears throat> you know, with hip hop, you know, that's the, I think that's the beauty about hip hop music, or any music, but yes, in particular hip hop, because that's what I'm part of. Um, is that, um, you know, you learn about people's struggles, you learn about different communities, different neighborhoods, you understand it, and you feel it, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, and um, I feel, uh, you know, when music, you know, that music helps, you know, we need, but we need more than music, you know, 
more than art, you know what I mean? Um, and I feel like, for the most part, I feel like there is a community of people that are on that, they're on that tip, you know, they know, they understand these things, they understand the, the dynamics of having these relationships, they understand the shortcomings, they understand, you know, even like the hypocrisy, you know what I'm saying? But they're willing to learn and grow and, and, and correct that and, and move in a better way, you know what I mean? And move in a good way to build these, uh, to build solidarity, you know, with all these communities across the board, the indigenous community, you know what I'm saying? The um, you know, brown community, black community, Asian community, whatever, you know, you know, we're, we're willing to do this. And so, um, you know, I, um, I have faith and, and you know, I, I, well, I have belief that, you know, you know, people that are on that, you know, even though sometimes I might not seem like many, um, you know, I believe that we could, uh, we could build these foundations, man, and really, uh, move in solidarity and, you know, make, make some change, make some real change. Yeah, absolutely, man. If, if, if this hip-hop thing has taught us anything, it's the power of solidarity and that at the end of the day, our communities have more in common in our struggle for liberation and self-determination than we do with have differences. For sure. Yeah, so definitely unity and solidarity is an absolute must. Bringing the, the conversation back to Love Sharpened Arrows, out of the 11 songs they recorded for this mixtape, you know, um, is there a specific song that is your absolute favorite or one that means a lot to you? The thing that comes to mind is um, the track called Reminisce. And um, th those are just one of the tracks, you know, just like Heavy Reflection. And, uh, you know, I also speak on my uh, on my father. That was, you know, that got, you know he, he was fighting brain cancer for seven years. And um, I kind of, you know, I speak on that, you know, which I haven't really, I don't think I ever have really spoken on that. So that was kind of big. And also to the end of that track, I have a little sample, a little clip, audio clip of him speaking, you know, saying, you know, you're not saying much, but the words that he, that he spoke, you know, it, it means a lot. And um, so I said, I want to say reminisce, man. It's one of those personal, personal joints and also re reflective joints of uh, how far I, I've came uh, uh, you know, within my personal life, and then also too on, you know, going on, you know, going in future endeavors, just keeping it pushing, and just keeping it, you know, keeping it going, keeping this ball rolling. You know what I mean? No doubt, man. You know, reminisce is definitely one of the one of the most powerful joints on there, especially having your father um, on there. Jag, Jag actually pointed that out to me when I was oh, yeah, listening. Yeah. yeah. So I, th I thought that was something very special to include on that song. From this point on, what are your future plans as a solo artist? And also, what is what are your guys' plans with Jag as Cosmic Force? Where, where do you see you guys moving in the next uh, in the next several months? So uh, for sure, I'm already working on some, on some solo songs. You know, um, I think for myself, I'm gonna be releasing <clears throat> releasing uh, just like singles here and there. And so I finally like. You know, because the next solo project I do, I really wanted to be more cohesive and have a flow to it and have some type of theme behind it and actually make it either like an EP or, you know, who knows, an album, you know, so, uh, but I, de I definitely already have, I already have singles lined up. I just actually, I just wrote a joint yesterday, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm definitely keeping it rolling in that aspect when it comes to my solo, uh, solo, and solo endeavors. And then uh, with Cosmic Force, like I said, like, me and Jay got a studio session later today in LA, and um, so we're already, 
we're already setting the foundation and we're already getting, you know, trying to knock these joints out because um, I think what we have in mind is hopefully drop this project before the year ends, man, because, uh, you know, I think that's just um, a, consistency, a consistency that we've had ever since we came out. It's just to always try to have a project every year. and um, So we might be able to get another Cosmic Force album by the end of the year? Yeah, yeah, so that, that's our goal. Our All goal right. is to, to have that. But knowing how, how Jags are now with his work ethic, man, like, and, you know, and <laughs> Too, you know what I'm going through in my life right now like music music is what helps me the most you know what I'm saying so you know I'm hoping like with these uh these elements like we get that out you know before the end of the year so uh, like I said working on that Cosmic Forces album and um so that, that would probably come first before any solo projects but like I said in between in between then and now like I'm definitely gonna be releasing um you know singles single joints you know, solo joints. So, um, yeah, man, you know, and, um, you know, I just, I, 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 you know, like I said, I really, I love my solo stuff, but, man, it's like my heart is, you know, cosmic force, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, it's something very special to me, you know what I mean? So right now that kind of has uh, priority, especially, you know, you know, being back with Jag. Um, yeah, man, so we gon' that's what we got, that's what we got coming. Most definitely, man. At the end of the day, what do you hope that your fans get out of this album when they when they listen to it? Um, I hope they get you know, I guess some I guess some type of understanding of how I grew up. Uh, like I said, and also to just get familiar get familiar with me and these stories, um, and uh, also just enjoy 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 the music, some hip hop real hip-hop shit and just uh you know motivation whatever you know whatever it may be i hope they just get something good out of it um you know because uh, i really i really uh you know like anything i do i try to always do my best and just um do it in a good way and uh and, and you know this is my passion you know this is what i love to do this is who i am you know i'm an MC. i'm an artist and uh so yeah, I just hope people, at least at the very least, just enjoy it, you know. And um, yeah, man. No doubt, man. Now, with that said, uh, you may you may not be as active on social media as Jag is, but you do have your presence there on social media. Where can people find you and follow you online to hear your music and get all the latest updates for shows, promotions, and other future events? Uh, so you can follow me on. IG, it's native dot threat, and then um, I'm also on Twitter. I hardly ever get get on there, but uh, you can follow me. It's uh, Bob Threat nine oh nine. That's the at on the Twitter, and then also to YouTube. You know YouTube, native threat, um, SoundCloud, native dot threat, and then also Spotify as well, native threat. You know all that other you know major streaming platforms. I'm on there, so uh, and then also too, if you, if uh, I guess if you want to contact me for shows, collaborations, whatever it may be, uh, I'm on uh, Bomb Threat uh, 909 at Gmail. Uh, you can hit me up on there, or also to uh, our Cosmic Force uh, Gmail, which is just Cosmic Force at G, you know, uh, Gmail. Um, yeah, you can contact me there. If not, you know, direct message, whatever. You know what I mean? No doubt, man. And who knows? Maybe we'll see Cosmic Force on TikTok. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Jack, Jack been telling me about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. Well, with that said, brother, do you got any closing comments or anything else you want to let our reader, our listeners know or maybe some closing words of wisdom? Um, Man, you know, I just want to, you know, thank you. You know what I mean? Thanks, Step Up Magazine, um, you know, for this interview and for this time and just, you know, give me this opportunity, you know, to express myself and, and depth. On my on my, uh, on my my solo project, Love Sharp and Arrows. If you haven't checked out the project, go check it out. Um, as of right now, it's only on it's on SoundCloud and also on YouTube. I will have it up on uh, on the major shoe platforms soon. Um, and uh, you know, just thank you know, thank if you're listening, you know, thank you if you if you listen to the whole thing. Thank you for sticking by and, uh, and listen to listen to me chatter. Um, and yeah, man, just I want I want to thank all the supporters, you know, everybody, and then also to just everybody doing their thing right now, man. I know it's 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 tough. We live in, in, in some tough times right now, and um, you know, well, I mean, life life is life is um life is hard, you know. what I mean, just in general, you know what I mean. So it's everybody, you know, what I mean, stay strong, you know, what I mean, you'll get through this. We will get through this. Um, and uh, you know, do what you love, man. Do what brings you happiness. You know, what I'm saying, make time for yourself, and 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 and, and, and um. You know, not only make time for yourself, but make time for your relatives as well, your community, your family, your friends, you know what I'm saying? Check in on each other. Um, and also, too, man, like, it's like I was said in the last interview that we had here, you know, is, um, you know, make some time to uh, connect with, with what's around you, with the nature around you, you know, with your environment. Get familiar, you know, from the people's lands that you're residing on to just going outside and, you know, connecting with that soil, man. Get out there, get some sunshine, you know what I mean? Um, look at the stars, you know what I mean? Observe, observe the ants, you know what I mean? Observe just the bug life. That in itself is a, is, 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 is a lesson, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, we're all connected, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, make some time for nature and, um, you know, really connect in that way. And like I said, checking on each other to take care of each other. And, um, and we'll get through this as we always have and as, as we always will. No doubt. Thank you for having me. No doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, native threat of cosmic force. Brother, thank you again for taking the time to sit down and talk with us on the show. We wish you the best of luck. We look forward to having you back on the show real soon. Thank you again, brother. For sure, man. Thank you. Step off magazine. Step off hip-hop shit. Yeah. And with that said, we out. Peace. Peace. Well, that's our show. Once again, big shout out to Native Threat for blessing us on this episode. You can check out his latest mixtape, Love Sharpened Arrows, that's available now on YouTube and SoundCloud. We're going to close out today's show with a little cut from the album. It's called I Drum. And with that said, we out. I am C, raise I E, hoodoo bind, I run, bang and drum, 
giving thanks to originals under sun before missions come terrorize the land such a better life not defined by colonial structure i rupture and puncture reclaim my indigenous frame write rhymes help stay sane for real man can't tame my spirit system fury unity through a decivilized scope colonized folk relation with the land humanity no set course for connection with source not to brag and boast but to share with most ethics chose don't let them bait you on a spirit on a nation see for yourself by yourself in the sky our energy never dies you believe when they see like interdimensional beings words i slang ain't no thing watch your ego man have you drowning quick in selfishness cotton webs of anger hate trauma it scars you i've touched the ceiling needed self-healing reflection needed ceremony treated never stagnant gotta fully heal not just a bandage compassionate with self as i dwell in this realm arrows used to be dull hated myself from features depressed and pictures lost in shots of liquor obsessed with death lost homies lost my primo now my pops on his deathbed fed up creator woke me up when i was gripping that nine to mine it's not the time rise and rhyme rise and rhyme <laughs> This episode of Step Off Radio is recorded at the Justice Center, San Diego, and our music was done by DJ Root. This has been a Step Off Magazine production.